Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 14... Good morning, everybody. Welcome in, Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Boy, old hybrids are hard to break, and that's what we've been asked to do. 106.3 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we're with you here until noon as we talk sports with you and appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. We'll start in about 25 minutes with our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Reactions to the initial college football playoff rankings, which came out last night just after 6 o'clock. Kenny White will join us from Vegas. We've got a handful of games to go over with him and some breaking news pursuant to the Green Bay Packers. We'll ask him what that does to that line. If you missed it, Aaron Rodgers will be out on Sunday against the Chiefs as he has tested positive for COVID. Rodgers out on Sunday. David Kaplan kicks off hour number two. The Cap Man, the Hall of Famer. Uh, Chicago Sports Hall of Famer David Kaplan, 11.05. And then the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, will join us at 11.30. Lots going on on a busy Wednesday here. The Jordan Love era regular season-wise begins, at least for a week. Uh, this week, as uh, Rodgers cannot answer the bell, we've got college football playoff rankings to react to. But front and center is the world champion Atlanta Braves. God, October baseball is something, isn't it? It's so much fun. We love the regular season, but man, oh man, there's something about playoff baseball. I like regular season baseball because I can actually see my team. And <laughs> yeah, I get it. They haven't lost 18 consecutive playoff games like uh, like the Minnesota Twins have. Now, last night, still, it was just mm, the Solaire home run. Oh my was incredible. God, he murdered that ball, Trent. It just. I mean, it had shades of Albert Pujols, and I know a lot yep. of people made that comp yep. against Brad Lidge and a ball that still hasn't landed. And mm-hmm. well, it did. hit the hit the uh, the glass because it was uh, it was close uh, that particular night, two thousand five, I think it was. So Lair did the same kind of thing, just an absolute moonshot. That was an exciting moment. Mm-hmm. I was actually listening to the radio call at the time as I was driving the kids home. So. Heard the radio call, and ESPN Radio really does do a good who, job. Who did it? Was it Schulman? Yeah. Was it? And so it, good. He, he absolutely is. And maybe the guy that takes over eventually if Buck decides to hang it up or mm. take away some. That's a name that's always bandied about, yeah. who I really, really like. I well, look, at, I'm, I, I, I get to listen to him all summer long. He right. does the Blue Jays yes, on, on the Canadian station that uh, is part of my MLB package. And you're very lucky oh, he's terrific. to have that yeah. game in and game out. It's some, there's something to have a great baseball team mm-hmm. that you follow and being able to to do that. But last night, ultimately, you're just kind of sitting there watching like, yeah. just, oh, here it is. It's Seven coming zip. to an end. Yeah. Well, there was, I mean, Max Fried, who had not been good yeah. his last two starts, he was unbelievable last he was. night. I mean, he got four outs in the first inning. He had <laughs> right. to get four outs. Right. Because, um, he, the, was it Brantley? I think it was Brantley. He stepped on his foot. He was out. Is this the, he never touched the bag. Is this the last time we'll see a pitcher do this in an elimination game? Go, Go six, six innings? innings? Boy, it's a rarity. It, it is. Yeah, I mean, baseball, and we just see how taxed these guys mm-hmm. are and teams understanding the importance mm-hmm. of looking towards the future, the usage of bullpens, and not just bullpens, but then 
your starting pitchers in Game 6, Game 7, types like that. Mm-hmm. Think back to Scherzer and what he did. And really that whole starting rotation. It was Scherzer and Patrick Corbin and Strasburg and just using every piece possible to get to a World Series a couple of years back. And that's kind of baseball today. We're not going to see many performances yeah. like this anymore. Right? I brought up Jack Morris the other day, and that obviously is not going to happen. But even this, six innings of no-run ball? Probably not again. No, yeah, it'll be a, a rarity. It, it won't happen a lot. You're 100 percent right about that. Even if you have a, uh, a top line rotation, as you know, a couple of teams are fortunate enough to have. But Freed was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Matzik's story is incredible. I didn't realize that uh, until today. I mean, this guy's pitching an independent ball because he had the yips when he was first round pick of Colorado. Can't figure it out. He's out of baseball. He comes back to an independent league where he pitches for a couple of years. And look wow, look what the pitcher he's become for crying out loud. And Smith at the back end uh of that bullpen is absolutely lights out. Uh good for the Braves. Uh really good for the Braves. How can you root against Brian Snitker? On the other hand, it would have been okay. Baker would have Dusty sure. would have got his championship, but um just Yeah, okay, I'll give you your point. It wasn't a lot of drama, no. but you know, some of you bet the Braves as you did, I know. Mm-hmm. Um Thank you. Yeah. Well, you're lucky. But anyways, fun series, fun, fun, fun October month of baseball as the Braves get past the Brewers, didn't think they would, got past the Dodgers, didn't think they would, and take down the Astros, who were favored in the series in six games. College football playoff, you ready to get into this thing? I I was, um, sure. I mean, I, if, if and I'm rooting for Cincinnati to get in. I think that made that pretty apparent. I just think it's... It's time that the the the, the inclusive inclusivity is that a word of um, it is today, right? Um, that it, that it opens up to a good group of five team. And here, look at Trent. It's all there in front of them. Mm-hmm. They're going to need help. They need Georgia to beat Atlanta as they sit here today. I believe they will. Um, what, the Big Ten is going to sort itself out. I don't think two Big Ten teams are getting in. No. I don't think Oregon will get through unscathed. I believe that they'll fall by the wayside because they're not. Um, they beat Colorado. Big deal. Colorado stinks. And if you're going off that 30 point win over the Buffaloes, Colorado's not good. So I do think it'll shake out. And, 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 and Cincinnati, if they win out and do so, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't have a team that's got one win take it to deep in the fourth quarter. It's got to become a beauty contest for them at this point. But I think Cincinnati's going to get in as I sit here today. If I had to bet on them getting in, I would. Here's my problem with Cincinnati. And you remember because we had the argument many times back when Central Florida was up there and had opportunities to get in. And I was on the side of, the no, they don't belong. I think Central Florida, those Central Florida teams, was a lot better than the Cincinnati team. They're getting a whole lot of love because of what happened last year. And and the Notre Dame win. We'll get to that. But I think most importantly, what they did last year, even in a loss to Georgia. Last second field goal in the Peach Bowl, yep. That did a lot. It's not supposed to. No. Because you look at this team, A, offensively, they are not close to as good as they were a year ago. Mm-hmm. Though they returned most everybody, of course, the quarterback, Desmond Ritter, is back. Mm-hmm. Offensively, this team is not nearly as good as they were a season ago. The defensive line is really good. Yep. Secondary is terrific. But Their when entire struggle, defense is good. It's good. But it's even not playing at the elite level it played in a year ago. So we're taking all these things together and trying to come up with this case for Cincinnati. None of it matters. What matters is this year. Mm-hmm. And this year's Cincinnati team has not been as good mm-hmm. as last year's mm-hmm. Cincinnati team. 
we're trying to marry these two things together when we shouldn't. We should be looking only at 2021, and the Cincinnati team just isn't good enough right well, now. Well, who is below them? Who, who, if you toss them out. Uh-huh. Make the case for someone who's below them then. If you're going to toss them out, put somebody, elevate somebody. Michigan? Yes. Michigan's got a 14-point lead with 15 minutes left and can't seal the deal. Michigan was taken to the absolute um, bitter end by Nebraska. Nebraska had them beat. Give me Michigan's. Give me Michigan's best win. So we're that's the metric. That's the only metric that matters. Well, apparently to the committee, I mean, they beat Wisconsin, they beat Rutgers, they beat Northern Illinois, they beat Washington, who stinks. Western Michigan uh, and Northwestern, Northwestern, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Rutgers. Those are their wins in the Big Ten. They lost to Michigan State. Now they've still got Penn State ahead of them. They still got obviously Ohio State ahead of them. Michigan's resume is not that good. It's ne- not. neither is Oklahoma's, and that's why they're eighth. Right. So it depends on what we're talking about here. And and this is what makes this thing drive me absolutely crazy because mm-hmm. there is no tried and true metric. There's nothing that we're actually looking at. We just come up with the rankings, they throw it out there, and then they come up with an argument, which you can do for anybody. Sure. They could have Cincinnati at number two right now, and you can come up with an argument for it. Yeah. You can put them where they are, and the argument is also there. Uh-huh. Michigan, doesn't matter what team we're talking about, you can come up with an mm-hmm. argument. That's why the stupid thing doesn't matter. It doesn't matter until December. That's the only thing, because they rip it up every week, or at least they say they do. Yeah. They come back to the drawing board again. It drives me absolutely crazy. And it's a terrible thing for college football, because we're having these stupid arguments about No, it's about a something. great thing for college no, no, football, no, no. because we're debating it. You're pissing people off, no, though. You're upsetting people. Are. You're looking at uh, Cincinnati. They don't have a chance. Yes, they have a chance, but you have to get there. And here's another thing about Cincinnati. Getting to 7-0 and is different than getting to 13-0. and mm-hmm. Let's have this yeah, argument not when saying, it matters. Totally agree. They are far from home free. The crappy Iowa team went 6-0. and Right. Winning seven straight games is not enough yeah. to put you in the conversation. When we get there, mm-hmm. the conversation makes sense. And then, oh, what if this but, happens but and this Trent, happens? But Trent, this is great for the sport because look at the... the this debate is happening at 10-10 in, in central Iowa. But it's happening all across the country. We're talking about college football. We're not talking about the World Series. We're not talking about the NFL. It's a college football conference. This is going to ruin the sport if they go to a playoff. No, it's not. It's going to lead to more segments of your sport getting talked about, debated about, uh, over whether you're sitting at a bar, whether you're listening to the radio, whether you're online, wherever you are having this debate, you're talking about college football. It's good for the sport. Well, as everyone's listening, Mike Oresco. Stop bitching about your teams not getting in and figure out a way to get a 12-team playoff. Bob Bolsby, stop whining the Texas and Oklahoma leaving. They're gone. It's over. Don't give a crap. Get over your hurt feelings. Figure it out and get a 12-team playoff. This Mm -hmm. is what we would have if we had a 12-team playoff with these rankings. Your 8-9 matchup, Oklahoma-Wake Forest. Yes, I want to see that. How about Baylor making their way to Ohio State? The winner of that one gets Oregon. A rematch of that matchup in Eugene Mm -hmm. or at a bowl game. Notre Dame-Michigan. How about that? For a quarterfinal game. Not too bad. The winner gets Alabama. And he gets Cincinnati. He'll get their shot against Oklahoma State. That's what we want. Get us to that level. Mm-hmm. Enough with this four-team crap. It's not enough. The little guy doesn't get a chance. Nope. Stop with all the argument and all the hurt feelings. Get over it. Big Ted, shut your mouth. Figure it out. Get us a 12-team playoff. That's what we want. And I think we're going to get there because the the um, the study that came out last week said if we go to eight, there's no more... There's, it's not a significant uptick in money, but if you go to 12, mm-hmm. 
that changes things. So where do you think they're going to go? They're going to 12. They're going to 12. Get over the but when feelings. are they going to get to 12? Look, it, it, it's um, the SEC for what they tried to do and and how they tried to do is as important as anything by keeping everybody in the dark as to what's going on as far as the realignment mm-hmm. and um, only to get outed. And then what seemed like it was inevitable, well, we're going to tap the brakes on that at least for a little while. Let's find out what's really going on. And we're just not going to rubber stamp this process, Greg Sankey, in the SEC. We're going to we're going to do our due diligence before we make that move. We will get there. I thought we were on the cusp of getting there. I think that that has been delayed, sadly. But at the same time, um, you can go back not too many years ago where I think we all would have cut off our right nut to get to four teams in a playoff. Bracket creep is here. Mm -hmm. It's going to be there, and probably ultimately it'll get to 16. But 12 is the right number. Yeah, it's the right number. It's the right number. It makes sense. It gives an accomplishment to finishing in that top four. You get the bye week. You get the extra time to rest. I think it would be absolutely perfect if we get to that level. And I was somebody that initially, four was enough. Yeah, we but all we saw, were. But we're we saw, satisfied. But four isn't enough. No. Because I have been a champion of the little guy. Mm-hmm. That they deserve a shot. That they need to get in there. I just don't think the Cincinnati team yet has the well, argument who's, to get there. Couldn't you, I mean, if you go, if you really dig into it, once you get past Georgia and Alabama, can't you find warts? Maybe oh, you yeah. can on Alabama. And Michigan State, I think, deserves to be in that too. Yeah. I mean, Michigan State was was taken to the who, who took them right to the wire? Was it Northwestern? Wasn't it a Friday night game? North they pulled West? away in the fourth quarter. Yeah, was did they pull away? Or I thought it was closer. Well, Cincinnati. All right, they beat Notre Dame. What's their second best win? There's nobody against that's yeah. over five hundred. No, but I it's mean, a top ten team who's probably going to end up six, seven, eight. And do you think Notre Dame's good? Not necessarily. I no, I don't think they're as good as some Notre Dame teams, but I think you can make that case about anybody not named Georgia and Alabama. But you, they're not good. When you're Cincinnati and you're hanging your hat on one, it's not a one game season. Mm-hmm. And now they did play. They they went on the road to take on Indiana. Indiana really good last year. Mm-hmm. Stink this year. Yes. Stink. Yeah. Um, but they were on, they went on the road to take on a Power Five because that's what they were told. The little school, not Cincinnati. Group of five. Oh, get out there and play somebody on the road. Well, they did. And then they had a bye week, and then they took on another one who happens to be a top 10 team in Indiana. And you can see what they're doing. They're gerrymandering at the bottom. No Houston in there, no SMU, both teams. But that... one will get there, I think, eventually. You would think, but what if SMU loses this week to Memphis? And yeah. we're going to Houston, yeah. drops another game, and they're not going to get there. Right. It's it's very easy to manipulate this and make mm-hmm. your argument as much as possible. You have three Big Ten teams before you get to the first Big 12 team. I know. it. It's just, <laughs> that's the part of this that, it just it's frustrating because we don't have all the data and until we have all the data it's hard to have a true argument mm-hmm. about what this is because we're all playing hypotheticals and it's mm-hmm. fun we can have interesting conversations about it but as you can tell it also drives me crazy it does but i, I think it's really good for the sport that we're having these conversations that this this debate are these arguments or however you want to put them they're happening here. They're happening in bars. They're happening online, on message boards, on Twitter, wherever you go uh, to um, to have those type of debate. I think it's great. And it's and look, it's, I think Cincinnati's got a path. I really do. I think Cincinnati's – I think Oklahoma's got a path. Oregon's got a path. Oregon's got a path. Now, I think of those two, of the two O schools, I like Oklahoma better. But, man, they've still got Baylor. Mm-hmm. They've still got Iowa State. And they've still got – Oklahoma State, and then probably a rematch against and then a, against one of them. Yeah, and if they if they get through that, <laughs> you are in, right. and you would be in over uh, Cincinnati, and I wouldn't say peep. And Oklahoma, you know, you talked about Michigan. What have they done? They struggled with Nebraska. 
Oklahoma struggled with Nebraska, struggled mm-hmm. with Kansas, struggled mm-hmm. with there was a lot one of more. Teams. Tulane, uh, Tulane, that's the was one. Won one game of. this year, right? And they struggled with that team. Yes, and that's why they're at eight. And Cincinnati struggled with Tulane. But we don't have all the data. And if Oklahoma, even if they lose a game and win, win a rematch, say they lose to Baylor, they lose twenty-seven, twenty-four, and come mm-hmm. back okay. and beat them by two scores in the championship at twelve and one with a win against Iowa State and Oklahoma State on top of it. They're in. As, they're a, as a conference champ? As a conference champion. Yeah. Getting yeah. to that point and winning the rematch against whoever would end up on upending them. Again, we have to have all the data points to mm-hmm. have the full argument, but the argument's right now. Yeah, they so, can be fun. So Michigan State has beaten Northwestern. Uh, they beat Miami, which is not good. They beat Nebraska by a field goal. Uh, hammered uh, Western Kentucky, beat Rutgers, beat Indiana by five, and then came back from, was it 14 down or 13 down? Yeah, it was 16, 16, down. 16 down. 30 to 14. Yeah, in with uh, with 15 minutes left. Casey wants to chime in. Good to hear from him. Casey, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Today? What's on your mind? Good. Hey, quick for Trent. Mm-hmm. So uh, a few weeks ago when you were uh, talking about Iowa being ranked second mm-hmm. and how the record speaks, where else they're going to be, they've earned it to this point, who else is going to be number two, um, and even a few years ago when they were 12-0 and 0, and Cowherd was going crazy about it, and I'm assuming you were defensive about it. I don't remember. You may Well, we were up the dial, one, so but, nobody remembers. <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying, I would imagine you were like, well, they've won all their games. Yes. They deserve to be there. Where when they got are they going to be? When they got to 12-0. When they got to 12-0, well, that was the argument. you were doing this a few weeks ago. Bama Bob talked about a quarterback being hurt, and you said, well, they made their opportunities with Penn State. So mm-hmm. is Notre Dame better than Indiana is in no- your mind? Notre, yes. Yeah, Indiana's 2-6. and six. Is Notre Dame better than Iowa State in your mind? Yes. Is Notre Dame better than Penn State in your mind? Yes. And it was on the road. That's right. a pretty good win. It's a great I win. Mean, I'm not it, it might be the best win in college I'm football short non-con. of Oregon. Yeah. yeah, short, short of Oregon. Oregon would be the other one without yes. Thibodeau. Yes, that, it's, and Columbus. it's that good. But that's it, and that's the argument with Cincinnati. And they are undefeated. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you spoke to that very highly when it came to the Hawkeyes. When they and, get and to thirteen and zero, and that, that's Cincinnati. When they well, get there, that's the argument. A few weeks ago, when I was ranked second, you were, you know, um, being pretty defensive or pretty forthcoming of that's where they deserve to be. Mm-hmm. They've earned it. Who's better? They've got... They earned it. They so beat Iowa State. They beat Iowa State. Well, they beat Penn State. Cincinnati has one. They have one victory. They second, beat Iowa State on the road. Second best victory for Cincinnati is who? That I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. You, you would know better than I, and yeah. I'm not. And, and that's the difference. So, that It is the depth and breadth of the schedule. When you get to 12-0 and and then 13-0 and for Cincinnati... That's a different conversation than right now. And that's my problem with Cincinnati. I love the little guy, but I don't love this little guy as much as I think a lot of national people are this year. And there I think that's... I, Casey, I respect your opinion on that. I just wanted to throw that in there, and thank you for your time. Yeah, appreciate thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Um, do, do you get the sense that... I'll use me as an example, because mm-hmm. I was always just... Screw yeah. the little guy. They don't belong. Um I think there's more of me this year, nationally. There are. I think there's a big outcry that how can we possibly screw a group of five school again? They're doing what they were asked to do. They went and beat, or they went on the road against two power five, beat them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't, it's not their fault Indiana stinks this year. If they get through unscathed, I'm telling you, they're going to get in. Now, I shouldn't say that. 
They need help. They do. They need Georgia to take care of Alabama. As I sit here today, I believe that they will. I don't think there's two Big Ten teams getting in. I just don't see it. I think Michigan State's got a couple more losses. I, I Look, they're, they're not a fake 8-0. Don't, I mean, I, you can't say that. But I believe Ohio State will beat them. Um, and then there might be another one on them. I mean, they, are they going to beat – who have they got? Maryland? Yeah. Yeah. And they finished with Penn State, right? Yes, they yeah. finished. So their last two weeks, they could, yeah. Um, so I think Big Ten gets one. I think Oklahoma, if they run the table, they absolutely get in. Yes, they do. absolutely At get in. Oh, yes, absolutely because and I think because Baylor they're in good shape. Where, where's Baylor? Twelve? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Oklahoma State's eleven. Yes, and Iowa State's still got a pulse. I mean, they're not in the top twenty-five, but you know, they're they're a good football team. I think they'll beat Oklahoma. I think they can beat Oklahoma. So, but if Oklahoma gets through those three and wins a Big Twelve championship in a, in a rematch, Oklahoma's in. So Big Ten gets one, SEC gets one. I don't believe in Oregon. I don't believe in Oregon that they can run the table. I don't believe they can. I think they've been lucky to get to this point. Now their win again in, in Columbus was the best non-con of the year. It was uh, Cincinnati over Notre Dame was two. Let's get Anthony real quick. Then we got to get to a break. Anthony, what's on your mind? Well, good morning, fellas. Morning. And uh, I don't want to sugarcoat anything, but who's going to beat Alabama? <laughs> Maybe Georgia. That would be the Do only they have one. Enough offense. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe, but mm-hmm. I doubt it. Well, so, if that's I mean, the case, if we're, if we're all, go ahead. I was going to say, if that's the case, then they're both getting in. Georgia I mean, and fine. Alabama. I, I don't. I, I don't care if they both get in, but I mean, honestly, it's. Let's not let's not act like we haven't seen football for the last fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yep. yes. yeah. Uh I don't care who's in the top four, and I really don't care about any of the small schools. I think it'd be cool. But Cincinnati, I think big upset city is gonna be SMU. Could be. Um yeah. so honestly, yeah. I, I until Alabama's not in the picture, that's your chance. It's a fair, fair point, Anthony. Yeah. Thanks Anthony, for the poll. Appreciate call. it. Yeah. This Alabama team, the thing that also makes me a little nervous. Summer conversation we had. More likely, mid-major gets in mm-hmm. or a two-loss team in the I playoff don't. for the first time. If mm-hmm. Alabama loses at the wire to Georgia, mm-hmm. who is by far mm-hmm. right now the best team in the country. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. And they lose at the wire 26-24. So it comes down to a two-loss Alabama or an unbeaten Cincinnati for the four spot. Now, can you put them for because you're going to rematch Georgia and Alabama again? I, the answer's no. Why not? They're going to play in December, then play again in the first round of the playoffs? We see it in the NFL playoffs often. <sighs> would the committee do that? I There's never been a two-loss team. There hasn't. What's their best win? What's Alabama's best win? Well, it'd Florida? Be probably Auburn by that point. By that point, right. yes. By that point. Also an Auburn team that lost to Penn State. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's very good and probably going to have another mm-hmm. loss to Texas A&M this week. That's... There's so many of these what-ifs that are out there. And I love it. (laughs) It's great for the sport. Uh, Bill Bender will chime in next. We'll get our first keyword of the day. Let's do that right now. Time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword WIN to 200-200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. WIN to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. More playoff conversation with Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Kenny White from Las Vegas opines on what Aaron Rodgers uh, not being available for Green Bay does to that line. Uh, That's coming up about 1045-ish. Miller and Condon till noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Day simplified. Back to Miller and Condon 
1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. 1030, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Bill Bender covers college football for the Sporting News. He's also a Green Bay Packer fan. How'd you take the news this morning, Bill Bender, that your QB, Aaron Rodgers, uh, going to be out and apparently can't even get back with the team until November the 13th? His uh, uh, reports are he's unvaccinated, so he can't even practice up until the day before that next game. That's a blow. Who didn't want to see Mahomes versus Rodgers this week? Uh, we're never going to see that matchup, nope. apparently. Um, uh, you know, I, I can't get into the... Just I, I'm vaccinated, but I'm not going to get into other people. No, nor am I. But, so, you know, but um, it, it's one of those things that... We don't get to see that matchup. We do get to see Jordan Love. And as yeah. a Packers fan, you know, I look at this game a little bit like house money because they beat the Cardinals last week. But <laughs> if he's out for two games, that's where I'm going to get a little like, man, that, that's tough. I think that they play the next week, Seahawks. Uh, let me check. I can get it for you right this second. They play the, come on, load up, baby, the <laughs> Seahawks, yes, before the Vikings. And then they, well, they get their bye week in December. That's crazy late. We get Geno Smith and Jordan Love potentially, yeah. but you know, yeah. this is this is the NFL's long season. And these yep. things happen. Yep, indeed. Well, uh, what happened last night is certainly causing a lot of debate, not only here, but I'm guessing across sports radio formats throughout the country, online, on TV, where on SportingNews.com, in the comments, etc. Uh, just your take, uh, Bill, before we ask you to break it down a little bit. When you saw the rankings, were you surprised? If so, what school surprised you the most as to where they were placed? Oklahoma at eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a... I'm trying to balance what they're trying to do with, you know, the traditional values that I hold. You know, nine and zero's got to mean something. You know, nine and zero. I know they got a bunch of one score wins, but uh, Caleb Williams changed their offense. Mm-hmm. They're pretty dynamic. They're nine and zero. I mean, they didn't. They shouldn't be ranked behind Michigan. I agree. Just choked away a sixteen point lead. Yep. Uh, if you want to put them back to back with Cincinnati, that's fine. I mean, I think Ohio State got credit for losing a top ten game. You know, I think Oklahoma should be ranked ahead of Ohio State right now. They're nine to zero. Ultimately, what are we going for here, Bill? What is the metric that I don't even know what the committee wants? Are we going for the best four teams or the best four most deserving teams? Ultimately, what do you want? What do you want to see, and what does the committee want to see for best or four most deserving? Well, I think it's weird because I've told people all along. You know, I, I love debating this with other writers and radio guys and podcasters and all those things. And I I think that we all kind of watch it a little bit differently than the committee does. You know, we pull out metrics that I don't think they pull out. I think they rely more on the eye test than these. But to be fair, a lot of those former coaches and athletic director types, they they see the game a little bit differently than we do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's easy to go out. The thing I was least surprised about last night that some people might have been I, I knew Alabama was going to be number two. Yeah, and it just they they have their own set of rules. It's it is what it is. Is this the year, Bill? That and of course it's we we got a lot of games to play. What did what did Barta say? Two hundred and fifty something or, or some amount of games. Um, a lot of games are still going to unfold. That's going to change this significantly. We know that. Is this a year potentially that the two loss? Ah, not policy, not rule, that we maybe get our first two-loss team in this thing. If it is a team like Alabama, 
Could we see them, you know, at the expense of a group of five Cincinnati because they're Alabama? I don't think a two-loss team is going to get in. I think we're because we, we don't we run out of weeks, right? Like, you know, what do we do with Wake Forest at that point? You tell them thirteen and zero isn't good enough mm-hmm. if they go undefeated. Um, you know, I I think I see the board pretty well and, and what's going to happen. But every time I do that, there will be that one November surprise, yeah. something that that we don't expect to happen that could happen, and then that could range from oh, can Ohio State losing to Purdue to you know, Cincinnati losing somewhere they shouldn't to anything in between. And, and I think that that one surprise will probably happen. Yep, I do too. It happens every year. So where do you where do you draw the line, Bill, as far as what number ranked team, if you're below, if you're below, say, I mean, where where is that team? You can get in the playoff if you're ranked blank and above. Is it eight with Oklahoma? Because I don't see a path for Wake Forest. I think Notre Dame's chances are pretty slim. Maybe Oklahoma State, if they get past the gauntlet that lies in front of them. What about Auburn? Another two-loss yeah, team, that's but two they beat Alabama and Georgia in back-to-back weeks. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. 12 the line. 12's the line, 12. okay. So not uh, Auburn. To me, 12 and up. Um, because, again, I just don't know that a two-loss team can get in. Mm-hmm. Maybe if a lot of carnage happens, but the Cincinnati question prevents that for me. So, you know, if you're ranked below 12, you're probably fighting for a year's day six first. And I think the rest of those top 11 teams, top 11, 12, and I don't, you know, I'm going to be honest, guys. I don't think Baylor and Oklahoma State really have a shot at it. Uh, yeah, okay. It'd be beating Oklahoma twice, twice for yeah. both those teams to get there. It's pretty salty. But, but if they would, yeah, well, okay. If I had to pick one, I'd pick, I'd pick Baylor. Yeah. I, I like the way they run the ball. Mm-hmm. I think Dave Aranda's done a fantastic mm-hmm. job. They've been in that spot recently. Both good defenses. Um, yeah, I think I could be too. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, again, I think that was the Oklahoma disrespect. Maybe they can alleviate because if you're on two teams that they got to play that are 11 and 12, and an Iowa State team that's been right. up and down. Yeah. What do we do with Notre Dame? Speaking of carnage, carnage happens, including Cincinnati losing, and on and on and on, and we get to that debate. An 11 1 Notre Dame team that struggled with Florida State, who's not good. Toledo, mm-hmm. who's not very good. Purdue, who's okay. North on Carolina, and on and on. who's having right. a subpar year. Vatek, who's been bad, and Fuente might be fired. We go through this, and they're going to finish up with Navy, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Stanford. There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of meat to that bone, yet at 11-1 and with Carnage, what do you do with the Irish? Well, I think the Irish definitely, uh, they're going to be blocked off by Cincinnati, but I think yeah. their best bet is to you know win out and get to a, New Year's Day Six Bowl at this point mm-hmm. because of that one loss, and if Cincinnati continues to win, now Cincinnati loses. Yeah, it could get weird <laughs> because they've played a lot of Power Five opponents that that aren't that great, uh-huh. but they're still Power Five teams, right? I mean, so I think Notre Dame's a good team. Do I got in an argument this week with uh, the Cincinnati podcasters, and I said I think Michigan's a better team than Notre Dame. Yeah. And then we had added over that. At very least, at minimum, those two are very close. I think Michigan's quite a bit better. I just, I don't think this Notre Dame team's that good. I just don't. Yeah, they're starting to they're starting to run the ball a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, what's Hamilton's status? He's a hell of a player in that secondary. What, what's his status? Is he going to be back this year, Bill? I'm hoping because yeah. you like watching him play. He's unbelievable. You know, he had an injury there. He's yeah. a really good player, but. 
You know, and, and back to Michigan, not to change the subject, I mean, they've got to be kicking themselves. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I've been you saying all week, how many teams, when you're up 30-14 to 14 with 632 left in the third, <laughs> not too many teams lose that game. And, and they found a way to lose in East Lansing. You can complain about the calls and everything that went wrong from then on out. Bottom line is they choked that game away. Yeah. Uh, how many teams from the Big Ten, Bill? Can you make a case that two teams from the Big Ten get there? And if so, what would that case be? I guess it would have to be now Michigan's. Well, you can't because Ohio State, if Michigan State beats Ohio State, that's two losses for the Buckeyes. What if, uh, oh, yeah. Ohio State would have to run the table with one loss. Yeah. Michigan State would have uh, to Michigan lose a tight one to Ohio State? Now, Michigan and Michigan State would have to run the table because they both get Ohio State. They yeah. could knock them off. And then if Michigan goes 11-1, and one, that would be Michigan it. State goes 12-0, and 0, I think there's your path. Okay. Um, because Michigan still has enough meat. To, they, they need help. I mean, it does, if you're Michigan now, the help you need comes this weekend. You need kind of need Purdue to knock off Michigan yeah. State, which could happen. You know, Purdue, you guys know that. The Boilers They're playing better. The Boilers have a way of knocking some teams off. Yes, indeed they do. We shall see. Bill, it's great debate. It's it's phenomenal. I know that there's a lot of games to be played, and there's so many hypotheticals that are being thrown around, not only on this show, but in shows across the country, bars, uh, online. Uh, but it, I think because uh, we're talking college football, they couldn't ask for anything more. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Uh, Bill, good luck to your Packers this week. Uh, what was going to be an absolute five-star game, a little luster off it with number 12 uh, not being able to go. But we will talk with you next week, Bill Bender. Thanks for popping on. Hey, no problem, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Yep, you do the same. Bill Bender uh, from the Sporting News. It's 1040. If you missed the keyword early, the keyword uh, for this hour was win, win, win. Uh, just once. Uh, but it's win to 200-200. So uh, looking at the live board in Vegas right now, the Kansas City-Green Bay game has been re-put out now with the news of Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. out. So how many points swing? Uh, yesterday we saw this thing kind of fluctuating back uh-huh. and forth, Packers by one, Chiefs by one, kind of back and forth there. Currently, Kansas City is favored by five. Higher. Six. Uh, higher. Come on. Seven and a half. So he's worth that many points. He's worth a touchdown. He's worth a touchdown at Jeez. minimum, and depending on where you are, maybe eight and a half. Holy mackerel. Kenny White, he knows these numbers. He How does. important quarterbacks are. Well, let's ask him. Let's you know what, it. Trent? He's, he's coming up next as we'll head to Vegas. Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com joins the program next. Miller and Condon. By the way, it's Wednesday. Cappy for you Chicago sports fans kicks off hour number two. And Mitch Holt is the voice of the Chiefs at 1130. We're Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. To me from the Urology Center of Iowa. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Well, we asked the question before the break, what does a quarterback mean to a potential line and movement there within? And who uh, knows who better than uh, our next guest, Kenny White, to help us shed some light on that, Trent? You said the line has moved about seven points mm-hmm. since the news came out that Aaron Rodgers will miss the Kansas City game. And now other reports coming out that he miss, may miss more than that because there may be league involvement. As if he is unvaccinated, he has not apparently been following the COVID protocols. 
like Kirk Cousins, like Carson Wentz, um, and the NFL may get involved. We shall see. Kenny White joins us, KennyWhiteSports.com. Kenny, great to speak with you. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers got to be at the top of the heap as far as quarterbacks, what they will do if he can't answer the bell to a line. Uh, two-part question. Is he the quarterback that means the most to a potential line movement in the league? And uh, are you surprised that um, that it's six or seven points difference? No, I'm not. Uh, guys, thanks for having me. But uh, that uh, what news this morning? Um, he is the the biggest value of any quarterback uh, from his uh, his rating to his his relief. So seven points is exactly what I have for Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. Um, amazing to uh, get this type of information. It just seems like uh, this is a league that never stops giving. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who would be the second? Let me try and guess. I would have guessed Mahomes, but maybe not this year. Brady. Who's the second quarter? Whose value uh, is, it falls under Aaron Rodgers? Who's right behind him? Uh, amazingly, right now you're right. It w- it would have been uh, would have been Mahomes, but not anymore because his numbers have suffered so much. It's only about a four point drop off now for Mahomes to Henny. Uh, the second biggest drop off in the league right now will be Kyler Murray to Colt McCoy. Wow, Kyler to Colt, and yeah. that's what we get yeah. this week, right? Is 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 uh, is Kyler Murray out this week? I thought he was. Not not yet. Okay. Not the ankle injury. That news has not come out that uh, he is out. Uh, maybe it has. I see. I see Pickham's out there in the marketplace. So it's still questionable with the ankle injury. Gotcha. So Jameis Winston goes out for the Saints. Jameis hasn't been great by any means. Taysom Hill. Let's say Taysom was completely healthy. What's the gap between Jameis as a starter, Taysom Hill as a starter? Boy, I'm I'm just trying to guess here. Ken, you got a guess on this one? Mm, a point and a half? Two? You guys are right on. Why am I doing all this work? <laughs> I just, I'm going to call you guys from now on. I had exactly what I have, Winston to Hill, but it it, it does have to be 100% Taysom Hill. Right. And it's a four-point drop-off to Trevor Simeon, even though he played very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, his numbers were not good this last year in Denver, and you know he rates below average as an NFL quarterback. So, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be slow to raise him up though after last week's game. If he played another really good game, I could move Simeon up a couple points to make him equal with uh, with Taysom Hill. So, um, Winston was on uh, a nice. He was having a nice year. He was on track to throw thirty-seven touchdowns, just nine interceptions. So, a shame that uh, he, you know, that injury happened and. You don't have to wait for him to, to show up next year. I, I love these quarterback differences. I want to go to uh, the team that I root for in an awful organization, the Bears. <laughs> What's the gap between a ha- healthy Andy Dalton and what we've seen out of Justin Fields at this point in the season? Is it significant? No, 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 not really. Um, I, I'm going to make Dalton's uh, a you know a little better quarterback right now just because okay. of his experience. Fields has just struggled so much here. Um, in the early portion of his career. So I've got, a with Andy Dalton right now, a one-point upgrade over Justin Fields if he was to come back in. Mm. Well, let's take a look at some of the games this weekend, Kenny White. And, well, let me ask you from a Vegas perspective. And I don't, I mean, the, the college football playoff rankings came out last night. From a be- Vegas perspective, did they get them right? Are those the uh, the four mo- the four best teams in college football? No, 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 they did not. I, I was kind of surprised a little bit. Again, I think it seems like it's a popularity contest uh, for them. Um, Michigan State, I have uh, tied for the ninth best team in the country right now. 
And people have said, what are you doing? you got Michigan ranked ahead of Michigan State. How could you do that? Michigan State just beat Michigan. So, well, my ratings show right now, if they were to play tomorrow, I would make Michigan State a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Michigan State. What was the line last week? It was Michigan minus four. That's a seven-and-a-half-a-point adjustment. Vegas would never make that. Well, they would if a quarterback was out, but uh, just not in a college game. The biggest that if the, if they were to play tomorrow, the Vegas line, I think, would probably be Michigan State one-and-a-half, maybe two, two-and-a-half in that range. So if that was the case, they're still playing at home. They're not the better team. Uh, Michigan's still just slightly better. Um, Cincinnati's got to be in the top five. That was a shame. That's a travesty, I think. They just don't know how good the Cincinnati team is. I, I would love, it would be so awesome to have Ohio State finish number two and Cincinnati finish number three and those two teams have to play. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Ohio State cruising along. They go to Nebraska this weekend. Nebraska maybe fighting for their coach's life. I don't know if they're going to fight that hard after all the players have been thrown over the bu- under the bus the last two years. But here we go, 14.5 the number. we got a dead cat bounce here from the Cornhuskers or Ohio State going to roll? Yeah, it's a, I feel like a Super Bowl-type game for, for Nebraska. This is it. Do or die, your back's to the wall. You have six losses. You can't lose again. Uh, they outplayed Purdue last week, uh, big time. They destroyed Purdue, um, but they lost the game. The scoreboard says they lost, uh, but what they did on the field, they were the far better team. They had they averaged 6.9 yards of play. Purdue averaged 4.1. 2.8 different in yards mm-hmm. per play. It was the turnovers that killed them. Four interceptions from Adrian Martinez. That's a guy who only had three interceptions on the entire season going into that game. Uh, so I, I got a feeling that Ohio State will take Nebraska lightly here. Uh, I think Nebraska, you know, they've been embarrassed uh, recently by Ohio State over the years. I think they'll be ready for this. Um, and, and Ohio State maybe take them a little lightly after a big win over Penn State last week. So I, I think Nebraska can surprise them early, stay in the game, but Ohio State will have too much and win this game. I just don't think they're going to cover. Uh, Oklahoma State uh, in, in West Virginia. West Virginia picked off uh, Iowa State last week. Of course, the week before Iowa State got the Cowboys. This is a Big 12 game that has my attention. Uh, how do you see this game? Yeah, it has my attention, too. Big. I think it's a big game for both teams with West Virginia coming off a win. Now they're 3-4. and four. They need another win to get back to 500. A lot of confidence. Oklahoma State trailing um, Oklahoma by a game and a half, and they need to keep winning to uh, give themselves a chance to play in the Big 12 championship game. I like it under. Uh, both these teams have trended under. Oklahoma State is 6-2 and two to the under. But let's say they're really 6-1 and one to the under because let's take out Kansas, who has no defense whatsoever, and Oklahoma State put up 55 against them. Uh, that game barely went over. The other game that barely went over was they, they played Kansas State. That went over by 3.5 points. They very easily could be an 8-0 under team. West Virginia is five and two under on the season. Uh, their run defense has been been spectacular. West Virginia has, and that's you know Oklahoma State. What they try to do, they run the football, they run the clock, they run the ball, they they try to you know make sure Spencer Sanders doesn't make any mistakes. Derek Doji, uh, quarterback for West Virginia, has been below average so far this year. Um, I do think it's going to be a battle. Uh, Oklahoma State is a very solid under team for me, and I think West Virginia will be in this game as well. Big one here in our state, Texas, on the road to Iowa State. Cyclones favored by 6.5. Before the game, Kenny, 6.5, right next to that key number. Do you have some kind of alert system that, 
hey, if a book goes to seven and you like the points here that you get an alert, how does that set up for somebody like you maybe chasing an important half point? Yeah, the John Best system is uh, a system that, it, and it's a, it's it's pricey. It's five hundred dollars a month for the Don Best mm. uh, on screen, but mm-hmm. uh, that does have that technology that uh, allows me to plug in there what games I'm looking for and when that line moves. It gives me major line alerts when a game's moving and injury alerts when uh, Aaron Rodgers gets COVID <laughs> and is out. That comes across the screen right away. So. Uh, it's kind of like my morning, afternoon, and evening newspaper right in front of me. So that uh, Don Best Sports is a great product. They also have a, 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 a lesser product that uh, is uh, time delayed, and it's like four to five minutes uh, slower than they're actually uh, live speed. But that uh, product, I believe, is ninety nine dollars a month. Interesting. So yeah, good good stuff from them. This Texas Iowa State game is going to be, um, you know, both these teams I feel are have disappointed so far. Three losses for Iowa State now. Uh, it's the team that you know many thought could go ten and two very easily and be a top twenty-five. Texas just four and four after showing some early signs of maybe being very very good this year. Uh, the one thing they both have in common, their offenses have been great. Uh, Texas averages thirty-nine a game, and Iowa State's averaging thirty-two a game, and they've gone over four their last five games. The only game that went under was the Oklahoma State game. So there's the under team, but everybody else that plays over. Uh, the other thing that about this game, it might be a handicapping situation game. I don't think Texas can stop Iowa State. Their their run defense is well below average, and Brees Hall should have a major day. I think he could go over 200 yards in this game. But Texas is going to move the ball as well. Casey Thompson's playing well, and B. John Robinson, their great running back, has has been good. But so I think it's disappointing season out of both. Uh, the offenses have played far better than the defenses, and that's I like this game over the total. You know, we've got uh, about uh, 45 seconds, so let's do Oregon and Washington and save some time to talk about Kenny White sports. Help yep. us out in the Pac-12. Yeah, another situational game here. Uh, Washington has been well under uh, achieving all year. Jimmy Lake, a brand-new coach, he struggled last year in the abbreviated schedule, and now with a full year under his belt, he has struggled this year. I don't think Jimmy Lake is a head coach. I think he's a defensive coordinator because his defense has even struggled. Uh, they, they have a hard time stopping the run. They allow 4.6 yards of carry. Oregon averages 5.3 yards of carry. Oregon's going to win this game in the trenches. I think they win by a couple touchdowns. Go Ducks. <laughs> KennyWhiteSports.com, what do you got going on there? Every week, it's uh, the newsletter is out. It's getting bigger and better each week. We, we continue adding more and more content to it. It's nine ninety nine. You get the PDF at KennyWhiteSports.com or the PowerRatings.com, nineteen ninety nine a month for all the updated power ratings. Uh, college basketball is going to be great. I'll have ratings on the website next week and uh, be roaring and ready to go for a big weekend this weekend. Good stuff, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. We'll talk to you in seven days. Thank you, sir. For- Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Have a great week. Yep, you do too. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Off to Chicago with David Kaplan. Mitch Holtis is the voice of the Chiefs. He joins us at 1130. We're Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.